Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for joining us for this week's AccuWeather podcast, Everything Under the Sun. I'm your host, meteorologist Regina Miller, and I'm joined in the studio by my producer, Andy Robb. Andy, uh, let me paint a picture for you. Okay. Imagine a resort town sitting in the Imperial and Coachella Valleys in Southern California. All right. Okay. Great location, not far from L.A., and a huge lake where beachgoers, water skiers, golfers once found a haven from the bustling city. So this accidental paradise for decades hosted some of the rich and famous, the shores of what was known as the Salton Riviera. They were lined with country clubs, marinas, hotels, resorts, restaurants. In fact, listen to this promotional video. Here is truly a miracle in the desert, a whole new outlet for the crowded millions in big cities, a Palm Springs with water. Here is where you can find the good life in the sun. Today, the Salton Riviera, beside the blue Salton Sea, is the place for you to take charge of your future. You can come as you are, no reservations required. Enjoy life at the Riviera. So it sounds like an amazing place, doesn't it? Like, I would want to yeah, go there, especially absolutely. Those, those old promotional videos are, like, awesome from the 60s. Those are literal gold mines, music, everything. It, I, I love those. So. Right. Glad to see there was one for that. I know. Well, now flash forward. It's a, it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. So now you've got these beaches that are littered, literally, dead fish carcasses and dead bird carcasses. It's toxic. There's like toxic dust and abandoned buildings. It it looks like something from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, really. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. And uh, you could see more of that on the Vice series, Abandoned. It's actually the last episode of the first season. And we're going to find out more about the history of the Salton Sea. Well, right now we're joined in the studio by one half of the Weather Insider podcast, senior meteorologist and resident historian, Evan Meyer is going to talk to us about the Salton Sea. Evan, Andy turned me on to this story of the Salton Sea. And once I found out about it, I was like, this is so crazy. Yeah, that's the largest lake in California, and it was made by mistake. Right. It made by mistake, and it's like now well, going not away. Exa- well, not exactly. Uh, oh, see, yeah, that's, that's exactly. why I like Evan to come in, because exactly. he's great at correcting you. Well, a, yeah, that's the setup. <laughs> I teed it up for him. Now you can take off with it, Evan. So, Evan, you're a well-traveled guy. Had you heard about the Salton Sea during its heyday? Well, the heyday of the Salton Sea is actually not the time you're alluding to. The heyday of the Salton Sea was probably the year 1500. See, this 1500. is what I love about Evan, because that I That was the heyday in. of the Salton Sea. <laughs> so what you're thinking about is, and I understand, in the 50s and into the early 60s, the Salton Riviera, the Salton Sea, and we'll talk about its creation right after the turn of the century of 1900, uh, but it was a resort, uh, boating, bathing in the water, fishing, 
There all were marinas. Ki- all kinds of marinas, yeah. all kinds of stuff. It wasn't huge, but it was an interesting place to go. It was a resort. The Salton Sea is located in the middle part of the valley. The northern end of the valley is where Palm Springs is. Palm Desert, we're Mm -hmm. a big resort area now for just being hot. And the southern end is where the Imperial Valley, where there's all kinds of irrigation. And the Salton Sea is smack dab in the middle between those two areas. So I thought we were going one direction with this, and Mm -hmm. then you kind of flipped it on its head. 1500, right? (laughs) Right. Tell me what you were talking about with the heyday. So the Salton Sea is in the Colorado Desert. The Colorado Desert, not in the state of Colorado, but in California, uh, exists between two mountain ranges. A big, it's a big valley uh, that from time to time over the millennium has been flooded with okay. water. All right. And probably, so this was routine. And probably its biggest time that it was flooded was around the year 1500. The historic name actually is not the Salton Sea, but Lake Chihila. And that was about 26 times the size of the current Salton Sea. Really? So the entire valley was filled with water. And in fact, now on the mountain ranges, you can actually see where the level of that water was, which was many hundreds of feet higher than where it is today. So was that a natural phenomenon? Over history, that area, that body of water has existed and has not existed through natural forces. The reason the Salton Sea exists today is because of what humans did around the turn of the century. There was the idea that in the area uh, below where the current Salton Sea is could be irrigated. Uh, There was a much more fertile land there. Farther north where the Salton Sea exists today, there was actually salt mining of surface salt mining because there's a lot of salt there. But south of there, the composite of the soil, composition of the soil, across the extreme southern part of uh, California, over toward Yuma, Arizona, and then into Mexico, was much more fertile. It is much more fertile. And so there was an idea, let's irrigate that, and let's turn that into a huge agriculture area, which in fact it is today. So uh, starting right after the turn of the century, 1901, canals started to be built, big irrigation canals off the Colorado River. Now, the Colorado River is drained all over the place as it flows southward. In fact, it used to be a raging torrent into the Gulf of California. Now it's floodflats. There's hardly any water that makes it down there unless there's been tremendous flooding that occurred upstream and some of it was able to get down there. So at that time, there was still a lot of water. There still was water flowing off. And so the idea was, let's irrigate it. Okay. So they started to irrigate it. They started small canals, small irrigation, not ditches because they're bigger than that, off the Colorado River. And at some point, they started to fill up with silt because of the flow of the Colorado okay. uh, eating away at the sides of these irrigation canals, being brought southward uh, all the way from much farther north, Colorado, and even farther north from there. And so the ditches started to fill up with silt, and so they weren't as effective. And so in 1905, they started to try to drain out and dredge out those canals, and they created a new canal. Just at the time they created a new canal, there was torrential rains upstream, and the Colorado was flooding. And the flood came gushing through this one bigger canal that they continued to irrigate those areas while they cleaned up the other ones, and they couldn't control it. For two years, the Colorado River did not flow into the Gulf of California. It flowed into the Colorado Desert, into where the Salton Sea is, and created the Salton Sea. 
that's the part of the story I'm familiar with where that flooding occurred with that canal, I guess it was, that overflowed for two years. And then Well, the whole river, it didn't just overflow. The river, the Colorado River was redirected through that canal and into that area. Now, humans created what's there now, but over the centuries, over the several thousand years, as far as we can tell, based on Native Americans that live there and so on, from time to time, the Colorado River actually changed course and flowed from the south through Yuma in that area, Yuma, Arizona. And then actually the, the easiest way to get into it, the path of least resistance, is to actually come up from the southeast, not from the north, but from the southeast into that big valley. So from time to time, based on just natural right. forces, that actually did flood. And then at some point, it silted up naturally, and the Colorado River resumed its natural flow into the Gulf of California. And so as it got closed off, it gradually dried up mm -hmm. over, sometimes it took a few years, depending on how much water was there. Sometimes it took 100 or 150 years. Right. But that's not what's happened now to the Salton Sea, or at least up until maybe a decade or so ago. The actual amount of water up until about 15 years ago in the Salton Sea has been rising. Why did that occur? So I'm completely confused now because because what I'm aware of is back in the 50s and 60s after it flooded. So we're talking about 50 years later. Is when they made it the resort. The, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. as people, more and more people moved to California and so on, made it the resort. But also the water levels gradually rose in that area and held steady. Maybe and, and maybe about 20, 25 years ago started to drop a little bit, but it has accelerated in the last, uh, well, 15 years or so, the, the drop. It's not been great. It's been about 15 or 20 feet, mm -hmm. whereas the, probably the decade or two before that, it was about five feet. But why did it rise? If So after a couple of years, the, uh, the, the companies that dredged that canal back in mm -hmm. 1905 were able to finally, uh, through all kinds of different measures, cut off the flow of the Colorado into that area, mm -hmm. and they took it back to where it was. They, those those uh, irrigation uh, canals were made more stable uh, because they were just ditches before, but they made the sides more stable. And so they were able to stem the flow of water into the Salton Sea from the Colorado, but it continued to rise. Why? Well, because of the irrigation. Remember, they were bringing in water from off the Colorado into those fields in the Imperial Valley. But that water, the actual, the natural flow of the tilt of the land was toward the Salton Sea, not toward the Gulf of California, because mm -hmm. that's where the water came in from the southeast. So any irrigation runoff at all flowed into the Salton Sea. And that's the reason why the water actually started to rise. But it's also the reason why the Salton Sea right now is a toxic brew of just chemical and just a mess because of that irrigation. How did it become this chemical mess that it became? Well, it became the same uh, the, the same reason that has not only plagued California, it plagued the Aral Sea in Central Asia. The Aral Sea was one of the largest freshwater lakes in the world. It's, so you go there's the Casp this is the Black Sea which flows which is part of the Mediterranean. And, and then Black Sea opens up uh, where uh, Istanbul is, where Turkey comes together on either side there. And then there's the Caspian Sea, which is self-contained, doesn't flow into anything other than, I think it's the source, the headwaters of the Volga River that flows northward out of the Caspian Sea. But there's other rivers that flow into it. And then next to it is the Aral Sea. And the Aral Sea was uh, basically drained over by the old Soviet Union and Russia over the last 
50 years through irrigation. Mm -hmm. But what's happened there is the same thing that's happened in the Salton Sea, and that is the use of chemicals for agriculture. Yeah, and some of, that chem some of those chemicals that we don't use anymore, at least we don't, some of them are still used in Russia or were used longer in Russia because they're toxic uh, on plants and so on. It flowed into the Salton Sea and it flowed into the Aral Sea from the irrigation around it. And so both those areas have become toxic. Now, the Aral Sea is almost totally dried up. And that's because of the tremendous irrigation and the fact that there, there's been a net outflow of water. Mm -hmm. And so what was once one of the true inland seas in the, in the world is now almost totally gone. The Salton Sea, nowhere near the size of the Aral Sea. But the reason that the Salton Sea has become toxic is the reason the water levels have risen is that all those fields in the Imperial Valley, all those places that had been irrigated and now uh, were treated with chemicals, all that chemical runoff has gone into the Salton Sea. So you don't want to... You don't want to do what they did in the 50s. You don't want to boat right. in the salt and sea. It's, it's just toxic. Was it better at that time? Was it, yes. It, so, so there's been more and more so irrigation. there's been more and more yes. irrigation. There's been more and more chemicals going in. And then, so when you see photos now of the Salton Sea area compared to back then when it was like a resort and people were boating, and you just see dead fish like carcasses, well, mm -hmm. dead bird carcasses, all that kind of thing. It's become toxic. And because the water levels have dropped, so it's a lot of, some of that stuff has become exposed. And because the water levels have dropped also, uh, some not only have the, the those animals, you, that wildlife been exposed, the dead wildlife, but also on the shores of the Salton Sea, which was under, at one point was underwater, what's happened is that the chemicals have now been exposed on on the shoreline and winds whip the chemicals up into toxic clouds it's the same thing that's happened in central asia near the aral sea and it's happened in other parts of the world too those are probably two of the most uh you know specific examples of that but as humans impacting what happens in those areas as far as the impact on wildlife and other things now i know the state of california has looked at uh ways to uh reclaim some of the salt and sea from the standpoint of what can we do to cut down on chemicals, to clean it out, to stop that from flowing into there. And uh, also, uh, you know, there's been a, a, certainly a less of a use in agriculture of, uh, of those chemicals. So they're looking at, at, at ways to clean it up and to keep it viable, to keep it at its, at its, certain, um, at its certain level. But humans are also always trying to control we, nature. Uh, well, I was going to say, that's the funny thing about because you and I have had these conversations. We had this conversation about Galveston during yes. the hurricane. We've had so many conversations about humans trying to do something against nature, and then everything goes south. Well, so, what, so things could go south. What could go south? Not go south, but what could happen here is the Colorado River, which has changed course in the past. Now, obviously, there's much better controls on the Colorado than existed in 1500 right. or, uh, you know, uh, five, 10,000 years ago. But there's other things that don't. For example, there was a huge flood that occurred, and we believe it was a result of a tropical system, tropical storm hurricane moving up the Gulf of California and a storm surge pushing in and pushing the waters of the Gulf of California into that valley because at some it's a point. basin so once it, it pushed up so high it had it went into the lowest spot it is a basin and the water the, the 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 way that once you get over a certain height 
it flows back into there. So mm-hmm. if you get the water pushed in enough, you get enough of a surge. So something like that could happen. It's extremely unusual. But through history, apparently this area has f- become a lake over and over again. Uh, on average, every three to 500 years, it floods and becomes a lake. So this time, it, humans did it. But this, the state of California could do all this stuff and something could happen Tomorrow. Well, maybe not tomorrow because we'd see it coming. <laughs> right. But maybe next year. Right. Uh, Ten years from now. So we always, we're always trying to control things, and that's understandable. People want to control their environment. People want to be able to say that, uh, you know, we're not living in caves anymore and that we have some yeah. control over all this stuff. And to a certain extent, we do. But to a certain extent, we don't. Well, and the the problem here is, okay, so you've got a man-made situation now with these toxic chemicals, this blowing dust. So now do we have a choice but to try and control it, you know? We, well, we, well, that part we definitely want to, you know, we want to yeah. clean up. And part of that uh, has to do with just how we, how we do that. It doesn't have anything to do with the water aspect of making the water level rise or not. But I do think they want to make sure, make that into more of a, uh, an area that's uh, fit for wildlife uh, migration uh, and uh, of, of birds and things like that. So they they do want to uh, make it uh, much cleaner. And then if that happens, then people could use it as well. Right, because the other um, issue that I had seen about this is just the fact that you'll get the those clouds of dust that are toxic. Yes. And they can go hundreds of miles. So then you've got L.A. not too far away. And if the wind is right, you know, you know, so you have people living in these valleys who, you know, asthma, allergies, well, there's a lot, well, there are a lot of people that and, live south of there yeah. because that's where they do all that irrigation. There's a tremendous right, amount of yeah. farming, vegetables, things like that are grown there. And there's still communities that are on the shore of the Salton Sea, not big ones anymore, but not that they were ever that big. But at one point in the 50s. It was called the Salton Riviera. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> I have seen the video, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, like the chemicals and everything that were in there at the time, but they just weren't. Well, they were I, diluted. They were du- they're, they're diluted. just weren't. The toxicity has yeah. ra- has yeah. gone up significantly over the last couple of decades. Back then, it wasn't as, wasn't as bad. And also yeah. the salinity as well of uh, the Salton Sea has kind of fluctuated. It's increased. It's decreased. Right now, it's pretty high. And uh, part of the uh, reason is that, that there is a lot of natural occurring salt there. And the more that it's... And the ratio of... Uh, the, 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 the ratio of the salt in the water, have parts per million, has increased significantly. When veins of salt become exposed, it gets, you know, gets diluted in, in the water. And so it makes it much more, much more uh, saline. But the Great Salt Lake, for example, is much higher percentage of salt than salt, the salt and sea. Oh, really? Okay. It, but I was, much higher. I was reading here also, it says that uh, the the salinity of the salt and sea is actually greater than that of the Pacific Ocean currently. It is. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's still, I think, half or even less than half of the of of Great the Salt Great Lake. Great Salt Lake. Yeah. And if Do you've you... ever st- stepped into Great Salt Lake, and I have, you walk out of it, you gotta rinse your leg off. Your really, it's really. Not... Oh, it's, it's salty. Yes, absolutely. I can't say I've ever, I've ever yes. done that before. Yeah. Yes, I've never been there. So, um, well, I hear there's efforts to handle this now. Now, the good news is, if I'm understanding correctly from what you're saying, is something could happen next year and it could fill up, and the problem would be solved naturally if you had like 
some kind of maybe system that comes up through the Gulf and fills it that Well, way. it would it would it would solve that part, but it would ruin it would agriculture cause, to the yeah, south. Yeah, yeah, there's always It's that. interesting. Um, for 12 years uh, California was in a horrible drought. Mm-hmm. And people said some people said, we didn't say that, but some people said it could take decades for that to reverse itself, like everything's linear. Uh, if we know anything about nature, nothing in nature is linear. So um, now we're in a situation in California where it's been rainy. There's no drought in California at all. It hasn't been for several years. What is normal now? Is normal the drought that occurred for 12 years? Is that normal? Is what's happened now with no drought and excessive rain normal? Something in between? Sometimes when you when you are in the middle of a thing, you don't know that that's a thing. <laughs> well, we chase a moving target. And so, well, we, we really do. do. That's and, what we and, do. And so we don't know. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you have to deal with what you have, what you mm-hmm. have in front of you. Just like California had to deal with the, the drought conditions. They have to say, listen... You know, you can't water your lawns anymore. You can only do it once a week or the, because you're in the middle of it. And you can't say, well, maybe next year uh, we'll get a lot of rain and you won't have to do that. Well, you live in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, uh, you know, there used to be in North America, parts of North America, there was ice a mile thick or was a tropical jungle. Well, those things don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. We live in where we live. And so with the salt and sea, I'm not saying, hey, these effort, we shouldn't go through these efforts to clean it up or to raise the water levels or any of that stuff because it might change. I mean, it might not. So we have, right. you have to deal on the here and now, and the here and now is what we have to deal with, and that's what we have to address. It's a, it's a government in triage. Like you're just trying well, you have to, to. You, have, you have to do the, the you have to do the best you can with you. what you got. Right. And uh, do you, have you heard some of the efforts that they're taking or what, what, what are some of the, uh, best well, well, mainly what they want to do is clean, clean up the chemicals. That's the, that's job number so one. So like just pulling out dirt. Well, I, I'm not a, uh, oh. ge- I'm not an engineer. <laughs> right, I'm not right. a geological engineer. <laughs> tell wear, me, Evan, I need I, to know. I don't wear that hat. I can't, I can't tell you that. We'll have to, we'll have to talk to somebody yeah. that's, uh, that, that works on that kind of stuff, right. uh, an environmental engineer, but certainly there are methods and there are things that they can do to help clean that up, and that's what they're looking at right. doing. Thanks so much. I always enjoy talking to you. Absolutely. Brand My new pleasure. information I wasn't expecting, and yeah. always is. So thanks, Evan. Absolutely. Of course, our thanks to our very own Evan Myers. You can listen to him every single weekday alongside Bernie Reno with the Weather Insider podcast. Just uh, look for Weather Insider wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And, of course, we have a brand new episode that will drop next Thursday. So join us back here then. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to AccuWeather's Everything Under the Sun, giving you the stories behind the weather and so much more. New episodes every Thursday. Just search for AccuWeather on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or visit AccuWeather.com slash podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.